Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. To God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to another session a lovely session of Renew Your Wine service under the auspices of Kingdom Christian Fellowship and Zion Impact Ministries. It's a great honor to be here with you tonight to study the Word of God. I would like to begin by thanking our founder and vision bearer, Apostle Kingsley J. Godson, for this opportunity. We honor you, sir, wherever you are. God bless you for obeying his call and for starting this movement that we've all become a part of. It's an honor to serve. Hallelujah. Just want to honor all the pastors in the ministry, the members, all of you who have joined us all night online tonight. God bless you. It's good to have you with us. If there's a friend that you think can benefit from this, it would be great to invite them. Be your friend's keeper. Hallelujah. Can we say a word of prayer? Let's just thank God for this opportunity. Wherever you are, just thank God for giving you the blessing of today having life, having strength, having health, and to be a part of this vision. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you this evening for this opportunity. We thank you for your word that is coming to your people. We thank you for this time to study at your feet, O oh God. We pray that, Lord, even as your word goes, let it bring healing, let it bring deliverance, O oh God. Let it bring rescue, Lord. Let it, O oh God, alleviate somebody's pain, O oh God. Let it be the solution. Let it be the answer that someone needs to hear today, oh God. Let it be that word, that solution, Lord, designed for someone's life tonight, oh God. And as many as listen, Lord, let it be, oh God, a blessing to them, oh God. Let it impact their lives, oh God. Father, even as I stand here, oh God, I ask that, Lord God Almighty, I diminish, Lord, even as, oh God, your word, oh God, is echoed, oh God, and emphasized in the life of your people. Let your voice be heard, oh God. Let there be healing, let there be breakthrough, let there be answers, let there be deliverance, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. This month is our month of self-examination and divine alignment. I am hoping that by the time we're done through the process of self-examination, one, it, would, it would require that some people go through a process of introspection, that once you're done with that, it will lead at least to repentance, it will lead to realignment, it will lead to gratitude, being grateful to God for all that he has done for us. Praise the Lord. And so today I want to discuss or study with us um, something related to gratitude. And so the topic is um, captioned, the lifestyle of gratitude and thanks, thankfulness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So um, I would like to start off by sharing um, something small that I remember when I was growing up, um, thankfulness or being grateful or showing gratitude was such an elaborate process that um, especially during the festive seasons, people would come and bring you gifts and so on during Easter, during Christmas, sometimes it's just homemade cakes and um, homemade dishes, jollof, chicken, 
and so on. And people who had some skills brought them out and blessed their neighbors. There was a lot of neighborliness and there was a lot of um, camaraderie, like people were happy to share. And there was this process of, I remember my parents used to just take the trouble to go to the homes of their neighbors and just say thank you. Even if they called, they made a process, they made it a point to go the next day to go and say thank you. And I used to wonder, what is all this stress? But it really kept the unity and the bond in the society. And so saying thank you once was not enough. So you had to say thank you again and over again. And it was an accepted norm. So sometimes people would even come to say thank you and bring their own gifts. And so you had to retaliate and go back and say thank you. And um, I realized gratitude during the study is something that we have or that we have lost. The words grateful, um, appreciation, or appreciate, or thankfulness, thank you, is something that we've lost in our lingua of late. It's lost on us in the world. And unfortunately, it slipped into the body of Christ as well. And so we don't seem to find it necessary to say thank you because we don't seem to see the little significant things that matter. Praise the Lord. And so we take the same attitude up with God. And so we forget to say thank you to God for some of the littlest things that happen. Hallelujah. So today I just want us to remember our values and roots because gratitude is a part of the kingdom system. It's a part of the king's commands to us. If, you, if somebody keeps doing things for you and you don't find the opportunity or find it necessary to say thank you, it'll get to a point the person will stop. Not because they require a thank you per se, but they want to know that you are appreciating what it is they're doing for you. Be very little. Be it not non-significant. Praise the Lord. So we'll start off by just defining what gratitude is. And as I said, it's supposed to help us through this month of our self-examination, hoping that at the end of it, after you have looked into your life and looked through your life, looked, considered your behavior, considered your thoughts, considered your actions, you will come to the point where you'll be grateful to people, to God, to other significant um, persons in your life for what God has used them to do or for what they have done out, out of their own volition without being coerced even for you. Praise the Lord. So the English definition, the English dictionary says that um, gratitude is the quality of being thankful, being ready or a readiness to show appreciation for and to return a kindness. Okay, and so other words to, um, similar words to gratitude is thankfulness or thanks, appreciation, recognition, regard, indebtedness, respect, acknowledgement. Obviously, the opposite of gratitude is ingratitude. Hallelujah. So in other words, gratitude is a state of thankfulness. And so you realize I'll be using the word gratitude, gratefulness, and thank you interchangeably. Praise the Lord. They all, in, in the end, refer to the same thing. So um, gratitude is a state of thankfulness or a state of being thankful. And gratitude is also a great attitude to have. And it takes a deliberate effort and discipline to be grateful or thankful. And so I was one of the days listening to Dr. David Oyedipo, and he said, 
gratitude will take you to a higher altitude. And I believe that is true. So during my research, I came across the fact that there are three types of um, gratitude. And one being an affective trait, okay? An affective, an affective trait where you, meaning that you just have a positive disposition towards gratitude. You just like to be grateful. You just like to say thank you. It's something that comes naturally. It comes from within. You are not forced. You are not coerced. It comes to you naturally. Okay? It's a trait that you have. And that is the focus of our discussion naturally today because it's an aspect of the kingdom lifestyle that you are supposed to have okay? that as a Christian, as a child of God. The second one is the mood. Okay? So it's one of those swing moments where you are... You wake up and you're just grateful. You wake up and you're just thankful. And it's not something that comes. It's just a moment. Okay, so it's a mood. And then the third form of it is that it's an emotion, which is temporary. That is, eh, imagine you receive a gift. So I gave you something. So you're temporarily, you're temporarily very grateful that you have received something from me. So it's temporal. Okay. Also, whilst I was conducting this research, doing a bit of studies on the reasons to be grateful or the word gratitude, I realized that in the early 1800s, um, the word grateful and the similar words, thankfulness, appreciation, was on the peak. And then it declined towards the 1900s. And then it peaked again in the 2019s. Praise the Lord. So just like I started off by saying, it looks like um, people tend to be grateful when they face situations of adversity. And so if all seems to be well and good, you don't see or we don't seem to see the reason why we should be thankful or show appreciation. So in the 2019s, we know we were hit by COVID and the rest. And so we had to sit up in the 1800s. It seems like the system, things were a little difficult. And so people were, and it was a, culture, a cultural thing. It was a value system, like I said. When I was growing up, it was, on a whole, it was a whole elaborate thing. It was like a festival to just go say thank you for things people had done. Praise the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and look at um, scripture basis for gratitude. And the first scripture I want us to look at is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, which says, Rejoice always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, meaning that you don't have to be in adversity. You don't need to have a near-death experience. You don't have to have had an encounter for you to give thanks. It should be a daily attitude. It should be a daily habit that anytime you wake up, the first thing to do is to say thank you. Praise the Lord. It says in all circumstances. And so worship God acceptably with reverence. And ill for, I beg your pardon. Okay, so we're reading First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. And it says, um, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is our first call scripture. And the second one is Hebrews 12, 28 to 29. And it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably. So thanking God, thanksgiving, 
being thankful, being grateful is an acceptable form of worship, even unto God. So worship God acceptably with reverence and ill, for our God is, con- is a consuming fire. And I want us to look at another scripture that is also still talking about thanksgiving. And it's from Psalm 7, verse 17. And it says, I'll give thanks to the Lord because of his righteous, because his righteousness. Because of his righteousness. I will sing the praise of the name of the most high God. Hallelujah. And then the similar Psalm, Psalm 9, verse 1 says, I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. So thankfulness should become a constant and continual practice in our lives as children of God. Hallelujah. So you can note down Psalm 69, verse 30. You're still talking about thankfulness. And Psalm 100, verse 4 to 5. This one we know. Enter his courts. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praises. It's a psalm that we repeat anytime we're going to begin our worship, our praise. It's something that we say all the time. Praise the Lord. And you can also note down um, Psalm 106 verse 1, Psalm 107 verse 21 to 22, and then Psalm 118 verse 1. In fact, the whole of the book of Psalms is replete with thanksgiving. David, or the psalmist, was a man of gratitude, a man of thankfulness. He was always giving God thanks for everything in his life, be it in danger, be it in hardship, be it in comfort, be it in pleasure. David was a man who thanked God. And one thing I want us to note from the scriptures I have shared is that these scriptures teach us to be grateful to God, not because of what we have or he has done for us, but it's just encouraging us and commanding us to be thankful to God because he is God. Praise the Lord. Because we recognize who he is as God, that he's sovereign, not because he has done anything, but because he is God, we're thanking him. So when you wake up, it is required of you to just thank God, not because you have money in your pocket, not because you're about to receive some breakthrough, not because something you've been waiting on God has been done, but just thank him as a, as a ritual, as a lifestyle, as something you do all the time, because he is God, because you know he's your source, because you know he holds your life in his hands. Hallelujah. So I want us to look at another set of scripture. That also encourages us to thank God. But in this case, we're thanking God for the soft things that makes our lives comfortable on earth. Like revelation, like wisdom, like knowledge, and answers to our prayers. Everything that is not tangible but makes your life on earth comfortable. So Daniel 2 verse 23 says, I thank and praise you, God, of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what was, what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Praise the Lord. And this scripture, there was a time that the king had a dream that he asked all his um, wise men and Daniel inclusive to find what the dream was and to find meaning. And when they went and prayed to God, God gave them an answer. There was a serious um, punishment, if you like, at the end of it. If they could not tell the king his dream and interpret it, they were going to die. But God being so good and being the sovereign God, gave them the dream, gave Daniel the dream and gave him the interpretation. So he was thanking God for that. Praise the Lord. And then Ephesians 5 verse 18 to 20 says, Do not get drunk on wine, 
which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. Praise the Lord. With psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, giving thanks to God, giving thanks to God, the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Again, I said we should not just thank God where there are two phases. First, you thank God for who he is. The fact that you acknowledge that he is God. He is the most powerful, the omniscient, omnipresent. He is the Alpha Omega. He holds the earth in his hands. And everything about you is in his hands. And so you thank him for that. And then Philippians 4, and then the second set was I explained that you thank God for all the soft things, all the things that may not be tangible to you, like the breath of life. That makes your existence on earth very comfortable. Hallelujah. So we look at Philippians 4 verse 6, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, your prayer should be filled with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. You can also note down Colossians 2 verse 6. Okay, and then Colossians 4 verse 2. And then Colossians 3 verse 15 to 17. These creatures just teach us to thank God for the things he has done for us and for all the things we have received even from him. Hallelujah. For our second point, how do you show gratitude? Again, by just being appreciative. It's as simple as that. Appreciative of everything in your life, first to God and to those around you. Praise the Lord. By showing kindness to others, letting your light shine so that others may know what the good Lord has done for you. Praise the Lord. So if God has given you something, testify about it. That is how you show gratitude. That's how you show appreciation. Tell others, if God is doing something for you in Zion Impact, if God is doing a lot for you in KCF, Kingdom Christian Fellowship, it is your duty to make sure that you share that with the world and let them know the source where you are being fed. Don't keep that to yourself. Don't keep that to yourself because by doing so, you are not showing gratitude to God. Neither are you showing gratitude to his servant whom he has placed over this house and whom he's using, through whom all the blessings, the good things you're enjoying are coming to you. Praise the Lord. Also, by making it a point to use words such as, words that express your gratitude, like, thank you, I appreciate this, I am grateful, it's wonderful, it's a blessing, we thank God, glory to God. Words, these words, if your language is enriched by it, expresses your gratitude and lets other people know that you are grateful to God and it encourages others to even hold on to God and have faith. Okay? And it also binds and fosters a good relationship between you and your neighbors and between you and your God. Hallelujah. Again, we want to look at a short, um, the third point. We want to consider who should be grateful. Praise the Lord. Anyone and everyone, because we have all received one thing or another from someone. Praise the Lord. 
most importantly, we have all received our lives from God. Hallelujah. Remember that the life that you live is no longer yours, the Bible says, because Christ took your place. Praise the Lord. And so you are indebted to God. And so every one of us owes our lives to God. And therefore, we need to, all of us, be thankful, be grateful at each point in time. Um, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, For who makes you different from, your, from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did, and if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? This is NIV. I want to read the NLT. Same 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, For what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? Praise the Lord. And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? This is what the NLT version says. Okay, and then also James 1, verse 17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadows. Praise the Lord. And so all of us, no matter who I think I am today, who you think you are today, whatever you have become, God has an investment in it. Praise the Lord. Every good and perfect gift, everything we have, once you have received something, once you have received something, once you have something, you are qualified <laughs> to show gratitude because none of us is self-made. Somebody gave birth to you, somebody nurtured you, somebody groomed you, somebody led you to Christ, somebody taught you the ways of God. And so none of us can say we're independent of ourselves. And so whatever, somebody has helped someone. And so you have helped me, I have helped you. So we have all helped each other, praise the Lord, in this walk on this earth, on this surgeon. And so we all have a reason to be grateful. You cannot say that you do not qualify or you do not find reason to show gratitude. First to God and to the people around you. Shepherds to their sheep, sheep to their shepherds. Because without one, there's not, we don't have the other. Praise the Lord. So we all qualify to give and show gratitude. Okay. Now we want to just discuss what are the benefits of gratitude. I hope you are going along with me. You are following so far. And I haven't lost you anywhere yet. Praise the Lord. Okay. So thankfulness. What are the benefits of gratitude? Thankfulness gives you reason to be joyful. Because after self-examination, you realize the little things of life that you have, you have that you did not work for. Praise the Lord. Things that have come your way because God has been good. God has been sovereign in your life. Praise the Lord. So you realize that maybe you have a job you did not apply for. Um, you pass the exams not because you worked so hard, but the favor of God and the favor and the grace of this house spoke for you. Praise the Lord. So thankfulness gives you reason to be joyful. Hallelujah. And also another point, thankfulness drives away sorrow, envy, fear, competition, and anxiety and gossip. When you are thankful and you appreciate what you have as you wait on God's blessings, the need to be competitive, compare yourself to another person, is completely gone. Okay, when you go through a process of self-examining yourself, you realize that um, most of the things that you actually lay claim to today were things that you got by grace. Hallelujah. And so you also would understand that the race of life is a race against time 
and the person that God wants you to be. And so competition, your competition is not really your neighbor. Your competition is yourself that God has in his mind. Yourself that God wants you to be. That is the one you're competing against. And the time that you have to reach that destination. And so um, it's not an issue of, for example, I am 27 years. My colleague is 27 years and has three children, married and has three children, and I have none. But the issue should be that I am 27 years. Um, in God's grand scheme of things and purpose and plan for my life, I should have been married by now. I should have had three children. And so that should be your concern. But if God didn't tell you or you do not have revelation, understanding from God, that you should be by this time married and having three children, then you have no business being worried about what your neighbor is doing. Praise the Lord. And so if you are thankful for God, to God for life, you are thankful to God for your career, you are thankful to God even for the basic things like the fact that um, you have feet to even wear shoes, you have a nose and you can breathe, and you have fingers and you can wiggle them, and you can touch and hold things. That is the best attitude you can have. That is being thankful. Praise the Lord. That brings joy to you. You will find joy in the fact that you've made progress if you can be thankful. Hallelujah. Okay. So gratitude, another point, benefit of being grateful. Gratitude brings contentment. Praise the Lord. Gratitude brings you good health and vitality, vitality each day. No matter what comes your way, you think things around by thanking God. Praise the Lord. So again, another benefit. Gratitude fosters good relationship and bonds okay, between people, amongst people. Praise the Lord. And gratitude shows care, concern, and appreciation. So even if I brought you a handkerchief, which is my best example I like to use, and you're able to say thank you to me for that handkerchief, and I bring you um, what, a bar of chocolate, and you're able to say thank you to me, I will be motivated to bring you other things. Praise the Lord. And so there will be a good relationship and bond formed between us. And same way, if you keep thanking God for the fact that you're able to wake up, for the fact that you're able to move, for the fact that you even have one meal, if not the whole meal, you would realize that God will be, in fact, more things will come to you, praise the Lord. Goodness will flow in your direction, praise the Lord. The mercies of God will flow in your direction, praise the Lord. Okay. So we want to look at another point or another subsection, which is... Um, what the hindrances are to being grateful? What are the hindrances to being grateful? Okay, first of all, it's pride. As we read in um, the first scripture, which is First Corinthians 4 verse 7, which says, what do you have that you do not receive, that you are being boastful? Hallelujah. Pride stops you from saying thank you because you do not value what it is you have received. Praise the Lord. Pride will cause you to not appreciate the little things, the good things that are come your way. Again, um, lack of self-examination and appraisal. Like I said, if you don't do an introspection, if you don't sit down and look back and say, well, from January to November, there were, I may have been complaining each month that things are difficult, but when I look back, I mean, I've made it to November. I am strong, I'm healthy, I haven't spent any day in the hospital. That should, 
that will give me reason to be grateful to God. Hallelujah. And if you can just sit back and look at the struggles you've had, the fact that you sometimes even thought you were not going to see the next day, you thought you were not going to qualify for a certain proportion, you thought you were not going to qualify and nobody was going to propose, nobody was going to marry you. But today, you look back, you realize, ah, you're married, you're settled, you thought you couldn't pay for the wedding. Now you realize you've gone through all that. If you do an introspection, you will see how far the Lord has brought you. A self-examination will reveal reasons why you should be grateful. Praise the Lord. So again, another reason why or hindrance to gratitude is the lack of good judgment or the inability to um, perceive or appreciate the value of a thing or things. Praise the Lord. So, for example, um, if I gave you a, um, a gold ring and you did not understand or see the value of it or it looks golden and so you thought it's like all the other rings, you would not probably thank me well enough for it and you not appreciate it and you may probably even drop it. You probably use it to wash, you wear it to bath, you use it for all sorts of things. But if you appreciate it or you realize it's gold, it's pure gold, and realize the value of it, you immediately jump on your feet and thank me and be thankful all the time because you realize the value of it, because you realize there's a lot of money involved to get it for you. Praise the Lord. So another um, hindrance is mindset or entitlement mentality. Praise the Lord. So if you have the wrong mindset and you don't have an understanding and appreciation of life, of relationships, and you don't understand why you should be grateful and you feel entitled, okay? So some people walk through life and they believe that they, God owes them for the fact that they became born again. They accepted Christ. And so in their minds, Everything has to go perfectly. And so they expect God, once, now that I've become born again, when I was in the world, they are the same people who give the example, when I was in the world, everything worked. At least I could go through some corners and get what I wanted. Now that I've become a child of God, now that I'm following the process, now that I'm following the procedure, I'm being righteous, I'm being holy, I seem to struggle a lot. And so, God, you have to settle me in marriage. You have to settle me in family. You have to settle me with a job. You have to settle me with a car. You have to settle me with a house. So you have to give me. And so, we don't find the need to thank God. Praise the Lord. And so, because of the wrong mindset or the wrong understanding or the wrong um, the entitlement that we feel to something, we neglect the need or the um, reason or the purpose of thanking God in our lives, praise the Lord. And I used to say that I was at one point before I got um, the car that I God blessed me with in 2012. I used to have a dream car, which was a Touareg VW Touareg. It was a beautiful car at the time, and it was my dream car because I felt that was what I could do within my abilities. And the fact that I could work hard and achieve that, even though I had a dream, dream car, and I'm sure a lot of us do have that, those dream, dream cars. So the dream, dream car was a Range Rover. But I thought I wanted and deserved it to Iraq at the time. But God being so good in his mercies, uh, provided me with a Hyundai Ascent. Why? Because the state and stage of life that I was in, 
that car was very good on consumption. And so it would help me move about, which was the most important reason of the car, is being, the ability to transport myself from one place to the other, be able to make it to meetings, be able to make it for classes, be able to pick up my children, go and come. And so that car was a blessing at that time. But for some reason, I thought, okay, it was a good car. I was happy for it. But I was feeling I needed to get the car that was my dream car. But God, in his mercies, understood the circumstances and the situation that I was in and knew that car would help me. And indeed, it was a blessing. Praise the Lord. So if I carried on that entitlement mentality that I didn't understand, I thought, God, I'm serving you, and so I deserve that, I would probably be ungrateful for something that was a key need and a key solution to the problems that I had at the time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so another thing is familiarity. Some of us are too familiar with God. We're too familiar with our pastors. We're too familiar with our parents. And so we neglect the duty of being grateful for all the little things they do for us. It should be easy for us to just say, thank you for sleeping here. Thank you for washing my clothes. Thank you for serving me food. Thank you for washing my plates. But it becomes difficult because somehow we slip into familiarity, familiar zones. And so we get used to the fact that these people do them for us. And so we do not um, find the need to. So familiarity becomes a hindrance. And unqualified expectations and comparisons. I gave the example of the fact that you say you are 27 years and so you should be married and settled and so on because a friend is in that state. But that may be the will of God for their lives, but it's not for you. And so when you keep doing um, unqualified expectations and comparisons, you miss out on thanking God. You become ingrateful or um, ungrateful or you show ingratitude. Praise the Lord. Okay. How do we apply this? How do we become grateful? How do we express gratitude? By just saying thank you. Just start by saying it. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. You know, just anytime you say a prayer, just say thank you, God, at the end. Begin by thanking God. End by thanking God. Hallelujah. You know, God has said, appreciate the people God has set over your lives. God has set pastors. God has set parents. God has set spouses. If you can just begin by saying, thank you for being my pastor. Thank you for being my shepherd. Thank you for being my teacher. Thank you for doing this for me. Just by saying it. Make it a constant practice. You know, every time, everywhere. I know because I move around a bit, a lot. Anytime I get, there are times that our cry is really choked. Streets are choked with traffic. Anytime I get to a junction where I know it's hard, I just say a prayer in my mind. Holy Spirit, please make a way for me. And some way, somehow, somebody forgets to move. Um, somebody's car gets spoiled. Not always the case. But there's an opportunity that is created. And I join and I enter and it flows. And I say, Father, help me. I always make it a conscious effort, a point to say thank you, Holy Spirit, because that is a solution. But sometimes we forget. I could have easily just said, oh, it was coincidence. But I make sure I say. So anytime I apply it, it works for me all the time. Praise the Lord. So make it a point. Just say it. Praise the Lord. Just say it. Okay. Just learn to appreciate people. Even if somebody made room for you, just say thank you. Somebody gives you a chair. Thank you. Gives you water. Thank you. Just make it a point to say it until it becomes something that proceeds from within. 
Praise the Lord. Thank God in every situation because the Bible tells us that all things work together for a good. So do not wait till a difficult situation becomes good before you say thank you. Start saying thank you. Even when you don't see the headway, even when you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, just in the process, while it's going through the dark tunnel, just say thank you, Father, for I know you are with me. Praise the Lord. Just continue. Just continue. Just thank God. All situations. You are hung hungry. Thank God. You are thirsty. Thank God. Praise the Lord. We want to just look before we end. We just want to look at some, a few characters in the Bible. So we want to look, first of all, at the woman with the alabaster box in Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 47. So this was a woman that um, came to the house of the Pharisee where Jesus was being entertained. Praise the Lord. So um, the same account is in Matthew 26 and Mark 14. So this woman appreciated the cost of her sins. Her woes, her challenges were so deep. So she came to see Jesus with an alabaster box or bottle. And in it was year's wages, okay, of oil. That was supposed to have been significant in the life and the process and the mission Christ came on earth for. But in where Jesus was, was a man called Simon the leper, who was the Pharisee, I believe, who had been healed of a leper situation. But when the woman came and poured the oil on Jesus, this man sat there with indignation, thinking if this man of God was really a man of God, if Jesus was truly Jesus, he should have known. But one person was grateful for the weight of the things they carried and so came to show appreciation. But to the person who has helped them, came to show appreciation to God. But this man, on the other hand, because it was probably just leprosy, though in those days, if you had leprosy, you, had, you were an outcast. Once you're a leper, you are not accepted in society. So what Jesus had done for him is great. But he did not see the need to thank him as much as the woman did. And so Jesus asked him that um, he should compare, praise the Lord. So Jesus asked him, you should forget, if compare the one who has been forgiven much and the one who has been forgiven little. Who would come and show much appreciation? And he said he gets the one who has done much, who has received much. And so we need to give um, God the glory. We need to thank God for everything. We need to show appreciation even for the little things. Because Simon the leper could have been like the woman. Because I'm sure he was also wealthy like the woman. Because it was his house that was being used um, to host Jesus. Praise the Lord. His sins or his challenge was skin deep. deep. But the woman's problem was so deep. So she could appreciate the freedom the peace she had received from what Jesus had done for her. Praise the Lord. And then we look at Matthew 18, verse 21 to 35, where we study the parable of the ungrateful servants. Jesus also gave this example. One servant owed 10,000 talents to a king. And then he pleaded. His family, his wife, his children was going to be sold. He was going to be in jail until he could pay the debt. He pleaded and the king forgave him. But his colleague owed him a hundred denarii, which was, in, was nothing in comparison, but he threw him to the jailers, praise the Lord. And so sometimes we look at, we forget to look at or do the introspection 
And so see what God has done for us to appreciate him accordingly. Praise the Lord. We brush over the things God has done. So God is calling us. The, uh, the Lord is expecting us to show gratitude in all things. So we will not be considered the ungrateful servants and thank God for things he's done, but we don't show same kindness. The Lord expects us to show it forward, pay forward, as it said. So God has done us good. We should be able to consider other people to do that and say good. So do not be the kind of person who is a hoarder. So you have a thousand shoes, yet you know you are not going to wear them. But a brother or a sister next door has need of these same things that you've hoarded. Give them out. God has been good to you to have been able to bless you with the material things. Bless others with the same. Praise the Lord. Show gratitude by sharing those blessings. Praise the Lord. And then we want to look at um, Jesus. Jesus always thanked God in everything he did. You can find that in Matthew 15, verse 36 to 37, and Mark 14, verse 23, and John 11, verse 41 to 42. Hopefully, I'm not going too fast. And then David was always thankful to God in all situations. Psalm 118, verse 21. And then First Chronicles 29, verse 12 to 13, where David was even thanking God for the wealth and the riches that he had. Praise the Lord. Also, Paul was a thanksgiver. And so we expect you to emulate these same examples of these great men of God and the Lord Jesus himself, to be thankful and grateful in all situations and at all times, to show kindness to others, to appreciate the little things that come your way, because God is a good God. So be grateful, show gratitude, because we're a church that shows gratitude. We're a church that appreciates people. We're a church, we're a fellowship that appreciates people. We're a church that appreciates the goodness of God and the kindness and mercies of God. And we show same to our members and to people around. And so we expect you as members of this fellowship, members of this household, members of the body of Christ, to show same gratitude. It just starts by thinking it, desiring it, and doing. Just by saying it, praise the Lord. And so if you're a person or you are one who never shows gratitude or appreciation in any way, because you feel you are entitled or you feel you are settled. You think everything you want, you need, you have. And so there's no point saying thank you. It doesn't hurt that you have a lot of water in your house. But when you go out where you can't carry your water, somebody gives you water to just say thank you. Praise the Lord. There's no reason for you to say, well, I have a lot of water in my house. So you giving me water doesn't make any difference. It's good to show appreciation because the Father expects that of us. Praise the Lord. The Father expects that of us. And so at this juncture, I just want you to pray and just thank God for his goodness, his kindness, his mercies. And I expect that we'll all go through the introspection process. We'll go through the self-examination process to arrive at the place where we can show gratitude to God and show gratitude to our fellow um, human beings. Praise the Lord. Because um, as Apostle will say, as Prophet Hayford will say, all the pastors in Zion will say, um, man is God's extension of God's blessings. Praise the Lord. We are God's extension of his blessings to another man. And so if you do not position yourself by being grateful, by having an attitude, by having a trait that makes you constantly grateful, 
then you are going to miss out on the blessings that should come to you at the right time. Because somebody may give a recommendation, say this person is good and may need this thing that you have. But they'll say, well, they are proud, they are ungrateful, they don't show any gratitude, they don't appreciate anything. So even when they can recommend you, they'll pass you by. You will never know when that blessing you require is in the hands of another man. And so I encourage you during the self month of self-examination to learn to show gratitude. Praise the Lord. It makes you happy. It keeps you on course. It keeps you focused. It sets you on the track to fulfill God's purpose and agenda for your life. It doesn't get you intimidated because you are thankful to God for everything. So if it doesn't work, you thank God. If it works, you thank God the more. Praise the Lord. And so I want you to just pray and ask that God will give you the spirit of gratitude. That you'll be grateful at all times, in all situations. Praise the Lord. Just want to pray with me. And I pray with you that the heart to be grateful will be given to you. That you learn to appreciate every little thing. The fact that you have bread, the fact that you have hair, the fact that you have food, the fact that you are blessed even and qualified or to be called amongst the favorite is something to be grateful to God for. The fact that you're part of this body is something to be grateful for. And so even as I've gone through the examples, I hope that in this month as well, where we'll be appreciating God, we'll be appreciating pastors, you will go out of your way. Because again, the example I shared of the woman with the alabaster box, she found a need that was relevant to Jesus at the time. Because he needed to be anointed. He needed to be um, the oil poured on his life for preservation, to embalm him for the death that he was going to die and the resurrection. And she, being a sinner, found reason to locate the item, the, the need, the key need in the life of Christ at that time. And so put yourself, identify, be, discern, be discerning, okay, to pick the things that are needed in the lives of the people of God and your friends and neighbors so you can bless them. Praise the Lord. So on that note, God bless you for joining us for today's joining us to here for today's Renew Your Mind service. I hope you've been blessed. I hope you learn to say thank you for every little thing. It will become part of your lingua that anywhere, everywhere you go, you say thank you, God, and you say thank you to your fellow brother, sister, Anybody, your parents, your siblings, just learn to say thank you. Appreciate, show gratitude, and your life will be better and blessed for doing that. Tomorrow, we have our impact prayers. Um, every Friday happens here from 6 p.m. Do make it a point to be present. It's going to be powerful. And then we meet on Sundays as well for our Sunday's impact service. And so we start at 6.30 in the morning. There are two services. You can make any of them, 6.30 or 9 um, a.m. Just make sure that you're a part of this body. Come and visit us. Come and fellowship with us. Come and be blessed. Come and eat of the food of this house. There's plenty to spare. And you are always welcome. Praise the Lord. Learn to live a lifestyle of gratitude and thankfulness. God bless you so much. My name is Reverend Lendafia. And it was a pleasure and honor coming your way. And I pray God will bless you. God will increase you. God will cause his face to shine upon you. And God will cause you to be favored, even in this land of the living. Any burden you have that you carried here today, I pray that God, by his mighty right hand, will honor and answer that need.
in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the grace of this house and the oil at this altar flow into your lives and families. Let him rescue you. Let him preserve you. Let him give you reason to be grateful. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.